Hello and welcome again to the Wide World of Wargaming Age of Sigmar podcast. Uh, as always, I am your host, Alex, with uh, my co-host, John. Uh, Jeremy and Garrett are out for tonight, but that's not a big deal. We do have a guest. Uh, our guest today is going to be uh, Dayton. He is a host of Party at the All Points, which is a new uh, war cry. Oh, I mean, I mean, Age of Sigmar podcast. And, uh, you know, brand spanking new. Great guys. Uh, are you guys all Canadian? No, no, no. I am your only Canadian host. The only other two Canadian. are from Tennessee. Got it. Got, wow. Okay. Okay. So there's a bit of a difference there. So, yeah. We, uh, we, just, we basically just wanted to take like the opposite ends of the continent <laughs> for your content. Right on. Right on. Uh, well, we're happy to have you on. We'll have a little bit of a talk during this whole quarantine crisis. So we'll talk a lot about Age of Sigmar. Uh, what is on your workbench? Me personally? Well, first off, uh, thanks for having me on the show. Uh, hi to all the listeners out there, the two people that listen. I'm sure I'm one of them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, on my workbench, I got I just finished the Corvus Cabal mm-hmm. army list. Uh, Warband, I got them all painted up. They actually turned out pretty good. So it is a War Cry, war cry podcast. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's the only game I can get my wife to play right now. Oh. And I have no opponents, so I will do whatever I can to get some games in. So yeah, all okay. she plays is Warcraft right now, so I'll paint all the models. Funny thing, and, you know, awesome at the same time, is uh, the Adepticon uh, charity raffle just went off, and I won the Warcraft charity raffle. Oh, no Congratulations, yeah. dude. Yeah, thanks. So yeah. I, got, I got the Corvus Cabal and the uh, Serpentine, the Life... Chaos oh, guy. those are tight. Okay. And they come with like a display board for each one of them. And then they they're like fully painted? Oh, like yeah. Amazingly painted. Yeah. Everything in the raffle is done by top artists. Like everything in there is amazing. I, I buy a bunch of raffles every year. I didn't buy tickets for that one, but uh, yeah, a bunch of other stuff. That, amazing. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. So there you go. Charities can be won by other people, people that you know. Uh, so now my Corvus Cabal that I don't need them anymore because I've got a much better painted one coming on the way. Uh, I might just probably do a contest or something, like and share, tag a friend, and you're going to win the army that I painted. So, okay. it forward. Not the one and you want. The one you no, want. no, no. I'll keep those. Those are way better than anything I can do. <laughs> and then on my plate, I got uh, the Iron Golems. And I got them primed. I'm just waiting for... I've been kind of bored. I want to kind of try something different. So I got the Atalong 502 oil paints coming to me next week. And they're basically oil paints designed for miniature wargaming. Oh. So they don't bleed as much from what I've heard. And they've got some really nice colors. So I want to paint this army all in oils. Oh, and then I got wow. the, uh, the AK Interactive True Metals as well, which work really well with oil paints. So I just, I, I just want to try something completely different. I'm a modest painter. I'm usually, it's like, when I paint something and it gets judged, the judges will pause at it and then go and bring in the winner, like, see the winner and then vote them for it. So I, at least I usually get a good pause out of the, the content or the, the judges. So I'm decent. So I kind of want to try something different with the oils. Okay. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, oil paint is... I've only had one experience with it. And uh, our friend Frank, uh, who is a really great painter, gave me a lot of tips and suggestions for, like when I was just starting Age of Sigmar, he was giving me suggestions on how to paint with oil paints because he recommended like a bunch of them for my Legion and the Gash Army. And uh, they are very interesting because you got to like clean your brushes with alcohol. Yeah, so you can't use water at all because it's just up. And then oils stay active for a really long time so that that's the mindset but because of that you don't make mistakes because you can yeah oh you, oh you do oh like, you do <laughs> <laughs> well you know that uh tau army that you love so much that was a lot of that was done with oils yeah i loved it um well it was a great looking army it's like white right or like light yeah gray. it's all white and beat up yeah i like that uh warrior john might not have seen that army so yeah, it's like a chipped up white. Is it like Sasea Sept or, or Sept or whatever? Uh, it's, it's, it's Tau Sept is oh. the white and red. But I did them like all mm. battle damage. And then mm. I did the bases asphalt, like broken asphalt on desert. So with all like a, uh, powders and everything to make it look like it was all dusty. 
So I was kind of going for like a Road Warrior theme of these Tau marching forward. So mm-hmm. I'll never probably play them, but I just wanted to paint something different and I wanted to paint a bunch of armor. So I went with Tau. Wow. Wow. Okay. That's great. Yeah. Um, so, John, what's on your workbench then? Well, I, heck with my workbench, I want to talk about his workbench. <laughs> so do I. <laughs> no, those, uh, what were those oil paints you mentioned again? Uh, they're Atalon 502s. Atalon. 502. So oh, if you just if out. you just look up 502 oil paints. Oh yeah, I'll find them. No problem. Because the Atalong is a it's a really you can't spell yeah. it to save your life. I'm sure I got it wrong. <laughs> uh, that's cool. Yeah. So I um it's funny when I first got um into the Warhammer and miniatures and stuff, which was just like 2012 for me. Um, it was weird because it, all these acrylic paints, like you know the Citadel paints and everything that's out there is a is acrylic paints. And when I built models and did all of that, you know, even like, you know, miniatures for D&D as a teenager and younger, uh, there was only enamels. So I, I worked with, you know, enamels and oils and powders and all this stuff. And when I started, started with the acrylics, I was like, well, can you even use acrylic? I mean, I remember acrylic, this is like crappy craft paint. You can't paint miniatures with acrylics. And then, then the stuff worked great. And so I, I forgot about oils and all those enamels and everything. And then... Uh, I said a couple years ago, those AK Interactive um, wax, you know, uh, they're kind of like an oil, but they're really like a wax metals came out. And good guy, uh, Seth Amston at uh, Game Castle out here <laughs> turned me onto those. I actually was taking a, um, a weathering class from him uh, on doing vehicles and uh, he busted those out and I've been hooked ever since. Those are the only metals I've been using. Yeah. Yeah. Those are them. Uh, I have all of them. I have the entire line, you know, and, and they're amazing whether you want to, you know, uh, put on a nice coat or for me, uh, you know, I'll put them on. Um, and then, like you said, you can go back with the mineral spirits, clean up any mistakes you make, let them cure. And then I'll go back with a toothpick and buff in all the highlights. And you can basically buff those metals up and put a true polish on them uh, a lot once you allow them to cure. So, I mean, super fun to work with and all that. So, uh, I look forward to seeing some of your stuff. It sounds, uh, sounds exciting. It sounds cool. It's like, it's one of these things of, and I hear it with, with your, your description, your self description. It's like, you know, my stuff doesn't win this thing, but people stop and look. And yeah. to me, what that really says is you're a guy who's, he's trying things out. It's like myself. I'm not the best artist in the world, but I'm not afraid to try these techniques and, and see what it's like to throw some pigment powders on there and some, some oils and whatever, and whatever happens, you learn and, and enjoy and, and something comes of it. And it's, it's more than block painting. So that's, uh, that's awesome. So onto my workbench, first <laughs> off, uh, still continued to be shut in though. Uh, I did go back to actually full-time work as of today. So my lab is back open. If anyone out there needs some, uh, high-end metrology, I assure you, we have capacity. <laughs> it's a rare thing. As so I had a customer that was talking to me the other day, and they're like, oh, your price is a little high. And I said, well, honestly, I got no work, so you tell me what you want to pay, and I'll keep doing it at that price until I have enough work to fill my shop, and then I won't do it at that price anymore. <laughs> and so <laughs> we'll see if they bite on that. Uh, so anyways, I was talking to my wife the other day, and she mentioned that she was interested in this Angel's Envy. So first off, we got to get the uh, the whiskey cam going on here. So she, my wife was asking me for something a little sweeter, and I was telling her this Angel's Envy uh, was aged in some port barrels, and so it had a little sweeter flavor. And I heard that we had a guest on from Canada, mm-hmm. and I looked. I have no alcohol from Canada, sorry. But I figured that Kentucky was – about as close uh, to Canada as, as anything I have, at least. <laughs> it's only a state away, right? Or two, something like that. Yeah, it's a couple. Something <laughs> like that. I don't know. It's way back east. Anyways, Garrett would know. So anyways, I figured I was covering two birds with one stone. So we, uh, we got the Angel's Envy out. Uh, you guys missed it on Listener Land, but my co-host tonight, or my wife, take a little sip earlier, gave the Donna seal of approval. Oh, wait a second. Now we're missing out on the uh, the other whiskey cam because wherever I am is the whiskey. <laughs> mm. Delicious. Like I said, a little bit of a sweet flavor. You kind of taste the wine finish on that whiskey. It's pretty nice. Other than that, uh, I built some dreadnoughts. I oh. built two dreadnoughts. Da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And as of that, and on my bench are some walkers. 
and I have that and two more kits, and I have finished my entire Primaris army. I've got wow. five units to paint, including the ones I've just built. Uh, excuse me, besides the ones I'm about to build, I've got five to paint, then the ones I'm building, then I got to paint them, to be clear. Uh, and that's it. So uh, I will hopefully finish my goal. Even though I've gone back to work today, our county is officially in shutdown till the end of the month. So if I finish the army by the end of the month, I figure that I officially have my COVID-19 uh, shelter-in-place army complete. And so I can call my uh, shelter-in-place productive. Uh, I will pay myself a, a lot as a commission artist to justify the entire thing. Uh, and that's about it. Other than that, I'm gearing up for uh, Blood Bowl League. I'm going to play some Blood Bowl 2. actually played uh, some Blood Bowl right before getting on the air with you guys. Took my Nurgle team out and uh, played a full game to a tie. One, one wow. point against a human team, my buddy Phil. Uh, finished planting up my garden. And, man, that's about it. Other than that, uh, I got no real Age of Sigmar in. I have not played any tabletop simulator this week. I was nothing. I didn't even read any, any fiction. What? Sorry, guys. I did read the, the, the instructions while I built my dreadnoughts. Okay, okay. John, have you killed anyone in Blood Bowl 2 yet to make a rotter? No. Okay, so that, <laughs> that is why I started the team. The league actually starts, like, in the next day or two. So this was my first game with the Nurgle team. But it, I was flipping through. Last time I played Skaven, because I like Skaven, and uh, came in last in the last league with my Skaven. I blame the Rat Ogre for, for ev all my failings and my dice and my gameplay, but mostly the Rat Ogre. Uh, and then, uh, so no, so this time I went for some Nurgles and I saw that I might be able to capture or however steal a player or something like that if I kill them. I'm like, I'm in. That's it. This is some, if this happens once in the entire league, it'll be worth happening. So uh, I'm excited. <laughs> Tell me, does it happen a lot? No, it's a really rare thing. Oh. And when you do it, make sure you capture the name so that you can rename your player that player or the team that you stole them from. So you can remind them all the time. And okay. now you'll have a player in your team that that team will always want to like kill. Really? <laughs> oh, that's great. Because it's like a personal bandana. You stole one wow. of his players. I love it. See, that's, that's what I'm hoping for. I said if that happens once this season, it'll all be worth it. Other than that, I was uh, actually pretty impressed with the, uh, the gameplay. The Nurgle team's not too bad. Uh, definitely a, a ground game kind of team, as you might expect from Nurgle. And those auras uh, turned out to be kind of nasty, actually. That was, that was pretty tasty. It's all about those Pestigors. Those Pestigors are key for uh, getting the ball down the field. So. Oh, yeah, that speed. That's nice. Yeah, so yeah I've been playing like two games a day, roughly, in the leagues that I'm in. So. Oh, wow, okay. So you're ripping, yeah. Yeah, yeah. This, is, um, this is the most Blood Bowl I've played in a while. Uh, I had probably like 20 hours of play from when the game first came out, and now I'm up to like 45 or 50 hours of play on it. So uh, I've been enjoying myself. It's a frustrating game, but once oh, you yeah. start to get around it and you just accept that the dice are not going to be your favorites, yes, it's, it's a fun game. As long as you're playing against people. I can't play against the computer because I get too angry because the dice seem rigged. But yeah. when we can laugh over my dice rolls together, it's a way better game. Yeah, it, it helps when you got the uh, Discord open or something like that, so you yeah. can be uh, yapping at each other. So that's key. Awesome. I'm telling you, Alex, you got to do it. It's a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Yeah. With that, Alex, what is on your workbench? Well, I'm actually going to be sending you a few photos of Dayton's stuff um, that I uh, have been looking for just prior to this recording. So um, I actually, not only am I going to be sending you some photos so we can maybe get your reaction uh, of both his towel, but also of his flesh eater court. Oh, cool. Uh, well, what if I don't like him? Do I have to like pretend to be all polite? Well, you don't have no, to. No, you don't, you don't have to pretend. No, 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 no. John, no, no. realize this though. I painted that army in 13 days. 13 days? The flesh eater court 13, one? 13, yeah. Because I had to, I was going to a tournament in Alberta, Calgary. It's like three hours away. And I, they, I knew I didn't have to paint it because I asked the guy if I could. But I just I ignored my family. I got two kids. I just went to town and I got it done in 13 days. So 2,000 Not points. Not bad. I'm impressed. I'm I, I am actually very impressed too. I mean, tournaments are the only thing that's really motivate me to paint. Uh, I'll be honest with you. I've gotten more work done 
in the two weeks before a tournament than any other time. But I've never painted an army in two weeks in the tournament. That's like a unit, maybe. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, it, it's an impressive looking army. I actually just sent them all your way. So you maybe you, you'll be able to take a little peek. Um, and then I'll talk about what's on my workbench after. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Oh, that's tight. Yeah, for our listeners, um, you know, he's got a really nice-looking uh, Tau army. He's got nice little set markings on the armor and alternating colors between, like, a dirty white, almost like a beige because of the dirt yeah, kind of color with heavy weathering. Here? That's pretty sick. Did you make that? Yep. Yeah, I made that. Uh, I like that. Definitely, definitely a, a one Damn. commander doing the, the uh, superhero landing. And then, yeah, it's Flesh Eater Court. It is red. It is white. It is all sorts of, so, uh, it's, well. So you, you've got the painting white down. I see that. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Nice. Those look awesome, man. Hey, Those thanks, awesome. Joe. Yeah. You know, we actually have uh, our good friend Cody to thank for his army. Because Dayton, when he was first, uh, well, we can talk about this a little later. <laughs> but, you know, I know when you were getting into effect, you were just like, what's a good effect list? And so I just, I just like recently lost in a RTT right before LVO to, um, to, to our buddy. And, and he, I was just shocked that I, I had played very poorly and he took advantage of it. So, um, you know, I, I shared him, I shared him Cody's list and all of a sudden <laughs> you, you built the list, right? Yeah. Yeah. I got it all done. It's not bad. It's a good blister skin list. Um, you know, as it is a very typical blister student list, um, it, it, it works. It, it's very good. Um, yeah, on my workbench, though, uh, besides showing you a bunch of photos of someone else's army drawn, um, I have a moderate amount. Um, I played a practice game of TTS last Wednesday, and then on Saturday, I played a game of Tabletop Simulator with, uh, with Garrett. Um, who is not on to talk about it. Uh, I said it was a good game in our Discord. He said it was not a good game. Uh, we got to, we, not like that, not like that. He said I was being too nice. Um, we got to three turns. Uh, he had a Cities of Sigmar Tempestus Eye army, and we played Border War, uh, or Battle for the Pass, rather. Um, and uh, he had, it was a bonkers list, and I think my Nighthawk, I would have to play super duper cagey on top of how cagey I would normally have to play in order to really have to deal with it. But it was a Lumineth Hayish. It was a, a Sorceress, a Battle Mage, um, two units of Phoenix Guard, a big squad and a small squad, uh, four of the Dracoline that are real tough as nails. I forgot what they're called. Um, I forgot what they were called. Um, the ones with the hammer, Stormcast on big, chubby, chunky dragons. Um, and then... Uh, 40 some odd like 45 um of the crossbowmen of the dark elf crossbowmen uh scourges uh it was like obscene it was all one unit too and so they have six inch move with a plus three on the turn one with a run and charge or run and shoot on uh uh for a command point and it's just like oh great like we're 24 inches away from each other and you have an 18 inch gun but you're gonna get in range you're gonna find a way you're gonna you're gonna get a six you know a thirteen inch move plus three, you know so you, you'll be there. Uh, uh, but he, uh, it just ended up being that uh, by the end of turn three, he all he had left was a few of the Phoenix Guard and the heroes and maybe two Dracoline left and and so we just called it. Uh, but it was still fun. I really really want to play a lot more TTS. Um, I do want to play Blood Bowl, just like you guys mentioned, but I do have to say, he's not here to defend himself. Uh, Garrett tried moderately hard to, to dissuade me on Blood Bowl. Really? That's yeah. interesting, because he, uh, he bailed on the second round of the league after he was going to mm -hmm. play. He's <laughs> saying he had too many things to do. Okay. He, he, told me, he told me, Alex, I think you'll hate Blood Bowl. Uh, <laughs> yeah it's a super hard game to wrap your head around but once you understand the mechanics behind it and the risks involved it gets to be a lot funner i've been watching videos i've been watching videos i will say i i took last in the last league i had so much fun 
with every single game. It literally didn't matter that my team, like three quarters of them were getting injured and KO'd every single game. It was hilarious to watch. It's, you just have to accept the game for what it is. Though some people I was playing apparently were good at it and actually were having these like winning seasons and stuff. So I guess that's possible too. My number one piece of advice, yeah. every single one of your players, so you get personally connected to those players and you'll notice the trends that happen with those players. Either mm. this guy gets his ass handed to him every single time or this guy just is able to punish people. And then you can start relating that to the people you're talking with and you can start telling the stories behind them. Okay. Uh, yeah, that that sounds, that. it works. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, you know, you gave me a list of uh, teams to start. And uh, none of the armies I was interested in were the armies that were good to start. <laughs> well, you were talking about the chem, uh, the Kemri. The Kemri are good. Kemri are good? Ooh, yeah. yeah. Big, nasty, undead Those guys. Those golems. The Tomb Guardians are... Yeah. Tomb Guardians? Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'll have to... Uh, I'll have to like, I, 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 by the end of this week, I want to start... Like, I want to get Blood Bowl. I want to just, like, start playing it, try it out, and, uh, and get started. So I'll let you guys both know. Um, so that so they can do that. It's like that and TTS and like Total War lately. Um, yeah, you've been Total Warring it up uh, quite a bit. That game, I, I can't believe you're just trying it out. I mean, uh, there's a reason I have a couple hundred hours in it. It's like my second uh, most played game, and you should see how many Garrett has. It's it'll suck you down a rabbit. Well, I, I had to try Tomb Kings three times to make it work because I kept on fucking up. I was either starting the wrong type of uh, fights. Or I would start the right, the wrong fight at the wrong time, and just get like, like, like Tomb Kings and Mortal Empires. They just get like steamrolled by like um, Empire and Dwarves. Like, if you don't make good alliances with them and know that you shouldn't be going north to a certain point and just stick to the southern regions and just make alliances with them, you're fine. But like, if you start picking a fight with them, like 150 turns in, you're gonna you're gonna get your ass kicked. And it's funny because now I'm playing vampire counts, uh, vampire count campaign, and I was getting my ass handed to me. And then I like, I it's, I only have one playthrough, but I realized like 10 turns in, then I need to be really aggressive by like that hundredth turn or whatever. So I w got really aggressive. And one of the requirements for their long campaign is kill, uh, destroy empire, destroy Reichard. And right now, like, I've almost completely finished right guard. And my Tomb King side, it's like, after multiple plays, attempts, like, I could never imagine, like, actually destroying Empire since, like, Vampire Counts are one of the first factions to be destroyed in, like, every one of my TK uh, uh, Mortal Empire campaigns. So I'm like, damn, okay, so I have to, like, just wreck them, and then, like, everything else is easy pickings. But, um, yeah, it's, it's fun. It's fun. But... Definitely need to try Blood Bowl. Uh, no actual hobby stuff, just, you know, cleaning the house. I have a list. I have a whole workout route. Work, uh, boy, you guys can't read this. You guys don't deserve You don't deserve to read this. It's a, it's a, it's a little workout routine that I developed for myself. Uh, it'll be good. It's, um, I, I, I usually was the type of person who went to the gym a lot. And for the last almost two months, I haven't at all. And so it's like, I'm dying inside. <laughs> and yeah, so, I mean, yeah, we get it. We get it. Started riding our bikes and we even went to the beach over the weekend just to get out and about. So it was nice. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I stole the, uh, I stole the dumbbells, dumbbells from our fire hole. And brought that's smart. The, the nice. personal weight, like the weight resistant training wasn't doing enough for me. So. Yep, yep. Uh, I'm going to buy a bench very soon, and I have dumbbells, but I only have up to 15, and I have a resistance bands that you can add to that for additional, but I'm, it's, it's, it's funny. It's like webcams and toilet paper and, like, weight resistance stuff. It's all, like, super Upgrade. crazy up, uptick right now. Get to the bidet, man. Upgrade. Yeah, yeah. Give your true. ass that treatment it needs. I probably should. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, we got that and like we got less meals workouts, which like at first I kind of like put my nose up to, but you can get, you can have some pretty intense shit with that. So, you know, we've been having fun with that, but, uh, yeah, truly outside of that, uh, there's nothing on my workbench. Um, besides of course, talking about Age of Sigmar while we can, uh, you know, right now we do of course want to talk about party at the all points 
And this is a podcast. It's a new podcast. You guys are what? Four episodes in? Yeah, we're four. Uh, fourth was just done last week. Very cool. Very cool. Tell us a little bit about the podcast, how it got started, and us, you know, your co-hosts, because they're not here to defend themselves. So you can talk mad shit. <laughs> I am I nothing about those one of them up and talk one down. That's just oh, yeah. <laughs> Keep it even. Keep it even. No, I am nothing without those two men, so I will do no dissing on my part. Uh, yeah, uh, Party at the All Points, we started it. Uh, we're all on the same team uh, beyond the battlefield, and we're mostly a 40K-centric uh, team. I've always had an interest in Age of Sigmar. I've, I've dabbled a little bit last year with Nighthaunt for how far that went with me. And then uh, another guy on the team, Price Vandenberg, is really into uh, Age of Sigmar. He plays down south. He plays against like the Rage of Sigmar guys and stuff like that. And what, from what I've been told, I've never actually met the guy before. If Age of Sigmar was bigger, he's like a name to go up there, I guess, for the amount of games that he gets in. So, and then uh, Jeff Bodine is he plays both systems, but he's the other Age of Sigmar guy. So basically, what I I, I wanted to forced myself into getting into Age of Sigmar. Um, we have our own podcast with Beyond the Battlefield. We say we own, but it's mostly the other teammates, and then we're guests once in a while. So I kind of wanted to start something and branch off of them into more of the Age of Sigmar content. So when I put the feelers out, those two guys came back with me, and we just started it. And it was basically just a competitive Age of Sigmar podcast. And the whole idea was we we're going to play in so many tournaments that we're just going to be able to talk about tournaments and how we do and people we meet and the socializing, the tailgating that we do. Cause we are very much about the whole social aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Kind of As am I. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing how many people give you weird looks at 9am. We crack a beer. But, oh, well what you do, you should just do what I do is you get a coffee, you bring in your coffee. I should probably not, you know what? Fuck it. You know, you have your coffee, but like, you drink half of it before you start your tournament and you go to your car and put a little bit of an extra ingredient in. So you have a little bit of a 50, 50 mix for round one. Well, I'm a social guy. I like to share, right? So I pulled up to this mm. tournament at 9am and there's snow on the ground and these two guys get out of the car and I'm like, Hey, you guys want a beer before we go in? And they're like, it's 9am dude. I'm like, so no, so you want two beers. I'm going to have one right now. <laughs> Is but, it about whiskey this early? What's going on? So we managed to get in one podcast before everything went down. Mm. So then we had to shift because we really liked what we we're doing. We really liked the whole, honestly, it's a lot of drive to stay into the hobby itself when you have to create content for it. So then we started to go into the avenue of, well, let's break down battle tones. Let's each three of us come up with a list and talk about that on the show. Because we have one guy, Price Vandenberg, who's very competitive. Uh, Jeff Bodine is very much about list breaking and building that all up. And then myself, I'm more in it for the what do I like and the funner aspect of things, I think. So we kind of all bounce off each other really well. So we started going down this avenue of building up content based around list themes for Battletoad. And for someone who's new to Age of Sigmar like myself, it's really interesting because it gets you to understand the other armies you're going to come across when you have to break down and start making lists. Yeah. Everyone always talks about that all the time, but very few of us actually do it. And this was just forcing me to do it. And it's been great, but we're not going to go down that Avenue all the time. We want to kind of keep things fresh. So our newest episode that we're going to be coming up with that we've got Alex hopefully coming on. Oh, I'll be on. Yeah. (laughs) Is, uh, like what's what's a unit that you really like the appeal of or something that's horrible that you just don't see when you come show up to tournaments and let's fold that into a list and just see what we can come up with so they're not going to be super competitive but it's gonna be fun to talk about something that maybe we just don't get a whole lot to get say on it as for drinking uh i'm supporting our local brewery at the fernie brewery so i'm buying as much beer as i can but if quarantine keeps up this way, I got my daughter's juice boxes on the window ledge that have been fermenting for, what are we on, day 46? 
So I, I gave it another two weeks, and I think we got a nice little uh, fine juice that way too. No, That's about right. No, I look. I, I'm going to tell you straight up, man. When I was in the army, uh, we had a juice box dispenser down in the the like rec room. I go down there one time, and I, I get this juice box, and I start to drink it, and I'm like, "Wow, this tastes like wine." And I'm <laughs> sipping on this thing, and I look, and the expiration date was like three months earlier, right? I'm like, oh, oh man, I had such bad food poisoning. That that weekend, I was in a delirious haze. I can only vaguely remember what happened there. Oh man, I remember I, I shit all over myself in the bed. And like, I remember having to like carry the, the shitty sheets like down to where you, you have to actually spread your sheets out flat for the, the laundry down, like out in where everyone does it, the whole company out of the building. So I remember like mine was balled up so you couldn't see the shit stain. And I'm like, boom, I just like threw it. And they're like, hey, you're supposed to spread that. And I'm like hustling out of there. Oh man, if that, that was one of the worst experiences ever. So no, do not drink. Do not drink the fermented juice box. John, John, I've done it before. I used to work at an underground no. mine site. Like no. In a gold mine. No. In a dry camp for four weeks. And we used to do this. So it does work. It You're does work. Okay. Drunk? Maybe mine was too fermented. Maybe so you have a controlled process. Yeah, you, you, I hate all of this so much. <laughs> no, no, no. We're all going to be doing it. We'll be making stuff out in our bathtubs. Don't worry about it. I mean, you should say in that same in that same unit we made uh, wild grape spit wine where you chewed on the grapes and spit them in a canteen to ferment them. So <laughs> you know, it's all relative. <laughs> Alex wants none of this. None of this. None of this sounds appealing. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I have I have bourbon in in a little Death Star glass. My Ooh, nice webcam. My phone won't autofocus so uh, may the fourth be with you yeah 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 with my little death star uh uh ice that um is currently not a death star anymore it's just kind of an amorphous blob oh well uh, mine was totally a death star to begin with too <laughs> well i have the little mold where you just have two sides but yeah. uh yeah yeah uh so just enjoying some some bourbon right now but um yeah uh Really wish I had more on my workbench, but we'll get there. Um, been talking oh, we moved to on for that, Alex. Are you drunk? We're talking about all points now. No, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah we are we still on your workbench? Oh, no. shit. Dayton, you, you, no, no, Dayton, you got to repeat everything. Let me rephrase it. I accidentally now spilled, we're going to talk about the podcast. We actually spilled on my workbench, so that is why I, I had that on the mind. So um, when it comes to your... If, if I may, Alex. So oh, boy. As I was listening to you guys talk, uh, or listening to you talk, Dayton, so what caught me, okay, you're up in Canada, right? And you're in the west side of Canada? Yeah, so I'm directly above Montana. So okay. If I, if I pop down in the States, I go to Spokane. Gotcha. That's why Alex and I kind of bounce off each other. We actually met at an airport down yes. in uh, SoCal. Really? Yeah, that was a very fun morning, but... <laughs> tell, me, tell me about this. Well, so we are in the bathroom uh, getting things done, and... Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> As no, we do. No, as no, you do no, no, no. Uh, you know, I wasn't even phased. Yeah, of course. I know Alex. Known him for a long time. I mean, he works out. He's a very compatible guy. Normally. <laughs> no, we were just BSing. I recognized him. He was wearing a onesie because it was Halloween down in SoCal. And I oh, was recognized he wearing, him from the wait, was he, was he wearing his... Um, the skull? His, uh, it was a skeleton one that was a little too short. So... Um, you just don't look down and you would have been fine. But if you looked anywhere else, you'd been like, oh, this is uncomfortable. Um, <laughs> oh, you're doing that. You were doing it. The truth is he did wear a onesie for how, for how. Absolutely. He had a, he had a white claw onesie. He was, he was so no, 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 no. This year I had a, a normal, it was a t-shirt. It was just a white claw t-shirt. Last year, or two years ago, I had a skeleton onesie. Oh, okay. Yeah. And oh, oh was, you know what? I, I think a onesie is something different than what, from what I was thinking of something different. Oh, I was yeah, thinking it would be like a mini skirt, but you mean like, oh! like a pajamas, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh man, no. I I'm yet to wear a skirt at a wargaming event, but I'll oh, okay. do it. Okay, I'll so start. you're so you're at the airport. You meet you meet Alex. That's all good. But yeah, so we just start BSing, and uh, honestly, uh, from there on, we just kind of kept in touch online. Mm -hmm. Nice. Now, were you playing AOS at that time? No, just 40k. 
Ah, okay. uh, actually, I know, I know, like Reese and Frankie and them, and I, I went down there to help them set up and everything. Oh, nice, like, nice. At the LVO, I do the same thing. I show okay. up early. I help them set up and everything. Excellent, excellent. Yeah, they need, they need to have all hands on deck for sure. Yeah, yeah, they truly do. Um, yeah, and as they say, many hands make work uh, light the work. So the more people that help and all that stuff. I know one of the things on the all the events I run is uh, I always make everybody clean up before I do prize support. There you go. That's, that's a tactic. Real quick. Yeah, it is a tactic. Uh, so yeah, we did. We did meet during the uh, at the airport. We uh, shot the shit because we both are Necron players for 40k. And oh, okay. You obviously do branch out. Um, so, but, so you, I had you in high esteem with the Tau. I no, was please put me I, back down. Put but but you actually play Necron, so never mind. <laughs> so when uh, what got you into Age of Sigmar? What was the breaking point where you were just like, "Fuck it, I'm playing AOS." Uh, I mean, last LVO was a pretty cool. <laughs> I, it's actually my best showing I've ever had at LVO. Oh, nice. What place I, did you take? Uh, I don't know, like 300 and something. Not bad, not bad. Yeah, I'm a mediocre player. Like, I'm, in, I'm, I'm mid. I'm a big, same as my painting. My painting is maybe a little bit higher than my bed. Uh, painting's skills. above tabletop. <laughs> And you say 300 <laughs> sounds bad until you realize there's a thousand people playing here. I go, that's actually pretty good. You know? So I, I played uh, Mixed Chaos. So I was Nurgle and uh, T-Suns. Yeah. Thousand Suns. So I, I've been building this list for like two <laughs> years. Uh, I did get pretty close to winning a couple of tournaments, like second place and stuff. My list was featured in Spiky Bits. Oh, Ooh. oh, I know. So was mine. Spiky Bits. Ooh. Wait, no, I've got a Spiky oh Bits too, so I don't know, you know. Oh, I know, right? Just <laughs> subscribe to all their other ads and you'd be good. No, uh, <laughs> so I, I just like an army and then I try to morph it into something that works for me and it does really well, right? If you know your army, it, I think this is probably compatible with both systems. Mm -hmm. If you know your army really well, you're going to do well. Absolutely. Because you're going to catch people off guard. Yep. Mm -hmm. um, but the way that the 40K has been, and I, I dabbled in Age of Sigmar before this, and I've had a good time. And it, this was just my breaking point. Like, I, I need to jump into something new. I need to try something that's a different system. And honestly, the models in the lore behind it are a lot more appealing to me, mm. in my opinion. And from what I could see is the player bases seems to be a little bit better around age of Sigmar too. Uh, you, you, you're like over here in the, the grumpy side of the hall and playing 40 K <laughs> and then you, you look over at the smiling, laughing people that are playing age of Sigmar. <laughs> and if yeah. you this at the BAO last time you would have walked in the hall to see a bottle of whiskey on every table. And that might've attracted you to the, uh, the game as well. <laughs> that's not, that's not missed in 40 K. 40k, there is definitely some plenty of that. Huh? For sure, for sure. <laughs> I have, to be fair, we're we're all ex uh, 40k, highly competitive blow. Or we're just waiting for it. We're waiting for it. <laughs> we're waiting for it to get better. Uh. <laughs> I, mean, I still I still play a lot of 40k myself. I actually probably in the last three to five months, at least in this year, I played more 40k than AOS, but. Uh, not tournaments, just friends and such. Dayton, I'm looking at these photos you sent me, and thank you for a bunch of photos. Of, the one in the dress? Uh, well, I mean, I'm looking at your Corvus Cabal. I'm oh, okay, looking at yeah. your Shadespire army. I'm looking at your gorgeous Feck army. Um, but yes, in fact, I am seeing uh, your. I'm seeing you from behind in a gorgeous checkered dress. It is. Yep. It is that was Frankie's great. girlfriend's dress. Oh, wonderful. wonderful. Yeah, that was in <laughs> Vegas. That was on Monday night. We were yeah. In after we just finished, closed everything down. We went back, we started drinking. And then all of a sudden, Frankie's girlfriend, uh, Adria, was, yeah. Adrian was just like, hey, I think I have a dress that would fit you. So at that point, I was like, cool. All right, let's do it. <laughs> so there uh, you go. Yep, put the dress on, fit really nice. And then uh, we went out to the strip. I ended up jumping in a fountain, being escorted off by security. And the, the funny thing about escorting us off, so we were pushing us all off at the end of the walkway, and they basically said, no, you can't come back in here, and they pushed you off, and they push you off into this other bar, and you go in there, and you're welcomed, like, fully by all these degenerates, because wait, they've wait, all wait. been kind what of kicked off. What casino is this? <laughs> it's right by the high roller. Okay. Like, literally right by the high roller strip. Oh, is it the fountain in the middle near the internet? Yeah, 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 right across from um, oh. is it the burger joint. 
Yeah. Your guys is awesome. California burger joint. In and out. In and out. Thank you. So yeah, the fountain right across the in and out. So they booted us off down there and you're just, you're welcomed by all these other people that just appreciate a man in a dress soaking wet from the fountain. Wonderful. <laughs> Amazing. Wow. That's, that's level two of Vegas right there. For sure. Yeah. And just to give you an idea, like I'm a six, three large man. Mm-hmm. Like I'm a, a firefighter by trade as well, so you know uh, I, you look I like a firefighter. Shape. Yeah, yeah I, I keep in shape, so it's it's fun to kind of just flaunt out and. But I'm not a, you know, I'm not an aggressive person by any ways. I just like to have fun, and if it, making people laugh by degrading myself is probably the best way to do it. Yeah, if you can't laugh at yourself, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Right. I got no so, You told so, us last week. Uh, you you're up there in Canada, way up in Canada, way up in Canada. And Jeff is down in Southern California. No, so um, Jeff Bodine and both and Price Vandenberg, yep. are in Tennessee. Oh, they're both in Tennessee. Yes. Okay, okay. So, how did you guys meet? How do you guys end up on the same team together? So Matt Helm <laughs> is one of our. He was our first American to jump onto our team, which is the BC Battle Brothers. Is the actual team? The podcast is beyond the battlefield. Mm-hmm. And um, Bod's uh, Matt Bonderchuk is one of the main players on our team. <laughs> he's like a hobby track guy. Like he he gets some amazingly painted armies. He has a thick internet presence. Yes, yeah. He, people, I'll leave it at that. I'll him. leave it at that. And if you ever want a Canadian accent, that's your man to go to because he has a really thick Canadian accent. But anyways, so <laughs> I ran into them quite a bit in the tournament scene, and I was on an American team at the time. And with uh, Jesco Bowman and Paul Bowman and all them, right? Yeah, so, Warhammer. Yeah, Warhammer. So they brought me on basically just through Necrons and I was social, yada, yada. But then I joined this BC team because I saw them all the time. I didn't get to see my other team very often. So I joined with them. And then they had one token American that they met at a tournament called Matt Helm. And he's the one that produces their show. So he has all the setup and everything because he used to be in a band. If you ever talk to him, just remind him that he used to be in a band. Oh, what kind of band? Uh, I think it was a metal band. Oh, but if it was a ska band, it would be so easy to make fun of them. (laughs) It's coming back. Ska's coming back. No, but so, and then he had friends, Jeff Bodine and Price Vandenberg, who then later joined the team. So that's how that all kind of started to mingle. Very cool. Okay. And what are the, uh, so what do they play? Uh, What do you mean for team? Well, like what do they play for Age of Sigmar? Like, uh, so, Jeff Odin used to be a Stormcast Eternal player for the most part, but now he's on the Disciples of Zeech. Okay. He, he's, he's rocking the demon. He's, he's rocking the, he, like we say, if you want a guy to hate on our podcast, it's Jeff Odin. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> he's rocking that list. He's, wait, wait, rocking what list? When you say demon, do you mean Zeech? Do you mean? Yes. We're, we're, talking, we're talking Zeech demon. We're talking, we're talking throwing pinks in your face. All the turn. All the film. Yeah one drop list oh okay so it's a change host yes he is okay so it's like that meme that i always send you in the necron chat where it's the two guys and it says i'll give you a hundred dollars to fuck off and one of them is the imperial aquila and the other one's like the tower logo um it's like that but for change hosts but change uh, because there's yeah. a lot of memes like that <laughs> but he is he's he's a he's a good guy uh as long as he's got diet coke in front of him he's a very happy guy. <laughs> <laughs> that's the one thing that's his kryptonite yeah that's it diet coke. you want to see him get angry deny him his diet coke yeah. Ooh, okay and things get crazy. what if you have like a freshka instead it's still a no, zero calorie no, 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 no. lacrosse it's, it's got to be diet coke this man is on gotta be diet, diet coke. coke what if it's a diet pepsi no come on leave okay. it yeah, what, 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 it's like what do, you, what do you go for like a coke zero do you accept monopoly money you know it's Ooh. the same kind of thing so it is hard it is a a non-starter. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, Price Vandenberg is uh, Cities of Sigmar. What a, yeah. That, that is oh. a name appropriate for a Cities of Sigmar player. That's not even his full name, by the way. Uh, I, Price is his middle name. Vandenberg II is his last name. You're like throwing him under the bus right now. No, man. Like, his name is amazing. Uh, Val Heffafinger did our intro to our podcast. Because I'm, I'm friends with him, and he has a really good radio. That's voice. whose voice that is. Yeah, way better okay. than mine. 
So Way I was better than anything I could ever I do. Like, okay, who on the podcast does this voice? Because it's not any of the guys <laughs> that are on the podcast. Okay. No, not okay. even the slightest. Val okay. Heffenfanger has an amazing radio voice. Yes. You know, I leaned on to him hard for that. So he just had a blast with Price's last name. Anyways, so Price plays uh, Cities of Sigmar because he just really likes to come up with combos and breaking everything up. And that's like a book that you just, there's no bottom to that battle tomb at all. So yeah. yeah okay. And then uh, myself, I'm uh, Flesh Eater Quartz. Yeah. I'm still tweaking around with that blister skin. I, blister skin, I never really got a chance to, I got to play the one tournament. It did all right. I, I have things I need to learn. You can't be aggressive with that list. No, yeah. you have to be aggressive with that list. Depends what you're playing against. It's a super fast list and they can get in your face like unbelievably. But if you, you only really have two hammer units, and if you miscommit them, you're now lost. Okay. Yes, that's absolutely correct. Now, I got to so ask that's the you, learning curve. You said you went to a tournament, uh, only one tournament with that list. Tell us a little bit about how that went. Uh, my first, uh, it was kind of weird. So I'm still learning the nuances of Age of Sigmar, mm-hmm. uh, trying to understand it. And then plus my first time playing Flesh Eater Courts in a tournament. Yeah. And it was a tournament that had its own custom scenarios. Custom. You know, like uh, they did their own thing. Was like, this in was this in Spokane? No, this was in Calgary. Oh. Calgary, okay. Alberta. Uh, Crusaders Call, I believe it was. It was the second annual Crusaders Call. Yes. Really amazing people. Uh, there was about 35 people, I think, that showed oh, up. Wow, the glorious Canadian meta. Yeah, yeah. Like there's there's a scene there. Uh, Jeff Painter. He was from Calgary. He was like second in LVO two years ago or something like that. He wasn't a second in LVO. <laughs> no, he wasn't. No, 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 no. Come on now. Um, anyways, so it was a good scene. Really good people. I played Skaven my first round. Um, it wasn't like a super medalist. And it was like burn scenarios. Like you, you burn the scenery is how you get your points. Yeah, Scorched Earth probably. Kind of. Or... um. Are you saying scenery, not objective? Scenery, not objective. Oh, scenery. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So then he was like, well, I want to set up my warp. Uh, what do they call the warp tunnels? The warp holes? Yep, knot uh, holes. holes. So he wanted to set up knot holes in my, my end. And I was like, hey, just, just let you know, I'm going to burn them. <laughs> like, you're giving me victory points by putting those in there. So he's like, okay, can I withdraw them? I'm like, yeah, of course. Yeah. So he had one in his own. That was it. So that kind of shut him down a little bit. Wow. So you could burn faction terrain in yeah. there. And my own, like Flesh Eater Courts, the, the Charles film can be burned. Okay. Well, you yeah, know, it was, it was I, weird. I, so, I applaud TOs that do something different and unique. That's, leave it at that. But for a guy who's still learning, it's a lot to take in. For sure. So I had some difficulty around what the actual uh, scenarios were Fair. about. <clears throat> so I beat him, and then I played a very meta uh, KO army. Which was, was great. He sniped off everything that he needed to snipe off in the first turn. And, uh, well, you let him snipe it off. He had first turn. Uh, but you he, were in range, right? Sorry? Wait, it, was, you, it, was, uh, it wasn't lengthwise. It was like shortwise. Mm. So he had no problem dropping over. And then he had the he allied in. Boat. <clears throat> he allied in while well, he had the bottle for the warp lighting. There you go. And then he allied in the Stormcast for the Comet. Yeah, that'll do it. That was a lot of little wounds and then and a lot of shooting that followed up with that. Mm-hmm. Really good guy, French-Canadian. We had a lot of beers afterwards. But he basically gave it a heads up. Like, if you never played, I'm going to be kind of an ass. So he beat me. And then I played uh, Ogre Maws. My last, my last match of the game was uh, Ogre Maws. And he was a really nice guy, super cool. Didn't understand the, you didn't really know his rules very well, like to the point where like when he's explaining things and I'm looking up his rules and I'm like, hey, you can't do that, but that's fine. Um, and I just, I overcommitted my flares to his, um, what are they called? Uh, not the lead belchers. What are the big hitters? The big hitters? Uh, yes. With the two-handed the, weapons? Yes. I know what they are. The I don't three know damage. Yeah, three damage swinging guys. So three I committed my clubs. yeah, I committed my flares to them, and they just wiped them out. And then he it was able to charge my um, my terrorgeist, and that was okay. that was it. Interesting. So, Interesting. But it was cool. 
super fun, but that same thing, like, yeah, man, it was, it was a crazy learning experience, but I had a really good time. And then turns out that was my last tournament I got to play with that member. That sucks. <laughs> yeah. That sucks. <laughs> Gotta say, flares against a Ma- Matra's army, um, as long as you can like pin them down with something else like ghouls, uh, you don't even have to be within three inches and you suffer the minus two on the 2d6 uh, against their bravery. Their bravery is so low that you just start knocking them away with your fucking. I'm not saves. saying that this was the reason why I lost, but he misinterpreted the ruling. He thought he got the bravery, not the movement, when he's not in combat. So when all six of my flares started screaming into them, he was at plus two bravery, and then the flares are now minus two because they're outside three inches. So, like, he wanted to, like, well, well, let's let's go back to that turn. I'm like, no, man, it's too far. Like, we're good. Don't worry about it. It's fine. We'll we'll chalk it up to learning. It's it's totally cool. Unless you guys were in line for prizes, it probably didn't matter. No. Uh, The only thing I was going after was a painting competition because I felt like I had a pretty decent army for that. I didn't get it, so now I'm working on a display board. (laughs) There you go. Okay, okay. What kind of display board? Uh, I'm doing like a, a castled runes because if you see the uh, the basing on all my models, yeah. there's a lot of like runes and castles in there. Same with my Terrorgeist is on like a runescape. So I I'm really doing, like, like it. It is. It, it, you use the Azerite ruins yeah. um, to the full full degree, and I really like the moss that you put on your bases as well. Um, yeah. So I, I really try to do like a more interactive, and then the white flowers and stones and everything else, right? Faces and faces. If you nail those two things down, faces you, got and pretty, faces. you got a pretty good look. I love that. Okay. So my display board is, um, it's a hill with like a, a, a walk hill up to it, leading up to it. Like almost like a, like a pathway yeah, that goes down. Yeah. More earthy as opposed mm-hmm. to steps. And then they'll have the runes on top with a bunch of like cliff facing and stuff like that and trees and stuff. So. But that's that's full on. I'm like, I'm plastering my cliffs. I'm, you know, doing oh, my wow. static grass. I was gonna ask you and, if you're making it transportable for air travel and stuff. But you're talking plastering up your cliffs. Uh, no, it's that's the thing. Like I, I really, I think I'm probably gonna go Age of Sigmar for LVO because you know, God forbid, LVO is still a thing. Yeah, um, far enough out. Yeah, I, I'm sure it's gonna be. But uh, if I bring my flesh eater quartz army. It's gonna be one of those things where I bring an army on my lap because I think that's the only way to transport that army. Uh, yeah, KR multi case. I will highly recommend that for flying. Last couple times I flew my Skaven army, packed it up in my wife's KR multi case, and then took those boxes, put them in my larger checked luggage, and actually checked the entire army through. Yeah, and even on the in the the northern end of things, um, can, uh, this uh, the guy Ricky from Dimensional Crusade or Cascade. Um, in the Seattle area, he has a gorgeous uh, army, a Gloomspite Gits army, and he's got a lot of lights in it. He's got an awesome display board. He actually went full on, like, I'm going to travel with this display board. It's way too big to put as a carry-on. It's, it's too fragile to put on as normal luggage. So I'm going to make a box for it, and then I'm going to, oh, hey, he needs to pee. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Was that solo enough for you? No, no, we can go. Not. We could do two things. We could do the five minute wrap up because we're actually at the hour mark, anyways. Yeah. Uh, but if you're emergency, you could just like run away and then we'll talk. Yeah, I'll you. run away and pee and then we'll talk a yeah. little bit. Yeah, you run away, I'll talk about. Stuff. Yeah, of course. We'll talk about uh, uh, the. <laughs> I'll be right back. Yeah, of course. Yeah, no, we'll edit it out, anyways. Um, no. So, yeah, the uh, display board. Um, Ricky kind of like knew that he, no matter what, he was going to be able to, he was going to have to like special ship his display board so his display board like folds in on itself in an oversized box and then he puts that in a separate cardboard box secures it in certain facets then puts it in pays uh, extra for the um for the for the large uh package uh to, to be shipped in the airplane and it's incredibly expensive but if you, his army was at LVO. Uh, it was the Gloomspite gets one that was in the final kind of running, the one with the light up uh, Loon Shrine. And mm-hmm. um, it, he he does. If you see, if you watch T Shift uh, tournaments uh, live stream, if you watched uh, Rose City Wraths, 
or or something else. Was he on the uh, the doubles uh, right for LVO? If you look at the LVO live stream for the doubles, for the LVO doubles. He was he himself is also he was playing it, but on the local Pacific Northwest tournaments like Wet Coast or T Shift, he his rig is actually the stream rig. And oh. so last T Shift when I had. I think four out of my five games were on the live stream. Um, it was his rig where you had a view from the side of, of the board, a top-down view of the board, and then a separate camera for your dice. And there were 24 white dice with black pips for one guy, one player, and 24 white dice with uh, uh, black pips for the, uh, the other person. So they had different dice. You had to use those dice. You couldn't use your own. And uh, it was it was pretty great. Yeah, he had a, he has a fantastic setup, and he um, I don't think he's selling them right now, but he has his own um, like mats that he has, and it's got all these subtle lines on them. Um, oh right, yeah, with like every single deployment and where all the objectives are on all. So if you're not really into that and you think it takes away from you, then it's going to be awful. But uh, for those for a tournament setting, it's super convenient. Yeah, well, for Age of Sigmar, you'd almost need a, a seasonal map version because every year we get new maps, unlike 40K. Yeah, yeah. And he, he did realize that last time. Yeah, because it it worked well. This though. is not a problem. I mean, you just have to buy a new one each year. Like, you literally plan on that's what it is. You're like, here's your, you know, General's Handbook 2018 marker map, your General's Handbook 2021 marker map. You need Every time, boom, boom, boom. It Absolutely. The, the purchase you make every year when you buy your General's Handbook. In yeah. fact, it's funny, you could bundle it. You go to the store, you get a bundle, your General's Handbook, and your new map. Boom. Yeah, yeah. Now, uh, Dayton, when it comes to your uh, – so, obviously, you guys play – you guys had one – you had one tournament before uh, the pandemic. You had, you know, one episode of your podcast until then. Um, what are you guys looking ahead for? Like, uh, what are you guys all looking forward to in terms of either events or projects or future upcoming releases? Are any of you guys super stoked or excited at what's to come? Uh, I mean, obviously the General's Handbook went out in, what, June? Hopefully. 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 <laughs> uh, we'll change things up for the most part. Uh, we're starting to start to see a little bit of soft opening, but I think it's going to be a little while yet before we see tournaments. And honestly, when they first open the doors, I wouldn't recommend people going to tournaments um, to kind of give some insight into that. It's we're just trying to keep traffic presence down because when we respond to calls, our fire trucks are not full because we are ourselves are social distancing. So a truck that takes eight is now taking three. So keep that in mind. We don't have more trucks. We just you have less people. Look at us. We have a PSA. Yeah. <laughs> yeah okay. Just, just to give you a little insider on that, uh, when you get in the motor vehicle accidents, uh, you have less people on the scene. But beyond the seriousness of all that, um, I think we're just kind of playing around with our list a little bit. I have a ton of Flesh Eater Quartz models I got to assemble. I got to start working on a Zombie Dragon, get that going, just to have more things on the sidelines uh, to kind of intermix because. I got when I went to you for a list, it's not the list I'm gonna be running with. It's yeah, a list I want to start with. Yeah. Same way as I play 40k. I will start to mold and figure things out that fit me. Wonderful. Yeah. Right. So I want to make sure I have a tons of models for all that going on. And uh Jeff, I think, is still working pretty hard on his disciples of uh Zeech. Zeech. And then like I said, Cities Cities of Sigmar is an endless bottom pit of combos that no one has really even figured out yet in my opinion mm -hmm. and that what, book is massive what uh what cities does your <clears throat> co-host typically run yeah uh, i'm not entirely sure <laughs> <laughs> well what units does he like to play with that that actually will be a good indicator of what city he runs i, I don't know i don't fucking know you don't even fucking know. <laughs> okay i have never met price vandenberg uh he, I, I, look second. Forward, I look forward to meeting him. Like I, 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 I appreciate both my hosts for sure. But Price... Wait, wait, wait. You've, you've never met them in person? I met Jeff at LVO last year. Oh, okay. This year. That was my first meeting with him. I've never met Price. Hmm, interesting. 
Yeah. So developing that chemistry based on just podcasting has been fun. Yeah. Um, I think they, they both bring a lot and we're, I figure the three of us are pretty, we have our own personalities that work really well together. So hopefully you latch on to one of us. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I give handies around the corner. So if you want to latch on to someone, I'm the benefit for that one for sure. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Well, I can tell you, I've, I've listened to about a quarter of your shows so far. Yeah. Uh, hey, one band, episode. That's, a, that's when I can. You're there. <laughs> <laughs> I like what I heard. I like that either. It's good. Yeah, it's been fun. Right. We've been doing uh, been fun. There's a lot of joking, a little loose, but uh, but you know, it's. I think you guys are in the same position we are. Is that without the primary content that you're focused on, AE, IE, uh, competitive age of Sigmar, and going to tournaments and talking about the tournaments that you're at or the ones you wish you were at, um, like yeah, uh, we're in the same boat, just kind of figuring out what the heck we should talk about, you know. Um, that's kind of what it's all about right now. In fact, what we've had this great idea where we would invite hosts of other shows <laughs> onto our show for a whole month and just kind of talk about their shows. <laughs> uh, if you ever want to talk board games too, I'm your man. Because I'm looking at, I have a table of Ultimate Gaming in my basement. Ooh, Ooh do you? Oh, yeah. I, I splurged. And I think my wife did a count. I think we're at 164 board games. Wow. Jesus. Impressive. Uh, we got Gloomhaven set up on the table right now. And oh, how is that? Game. How is the Gloomhaven? Yes. Gloomhaven's great. Okay. It, it's an amazing game. And it's one of those ones that um, it really restricts you on what you can do. And if you don't manage that properly, you're going to lose. But when you lose, you still get a little bit better. So it, it ramps with you. And then okay. uh, my wife has really been digging Everdell quite a bit. So we've been playing a lot of Everdell lately. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Board games. If you want to get in board game talk, that's 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 a totally that's a whole whole deep well right there. Excellent. So have you been uh, doing some tabletop simulator with the board games too, or uh, not really? Because I the people I usually play with are people like I managed to get a couple of the firefighters into the nerdy stuff. So they're and their wives, we bring them in to play games. But because of this whole isolation, we just we just haven't. So. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, okay. tabletop simulator. If I do tabletop simulator, it'll be like kill team. I think with a couple of teammates. Oh, that'd be fun. Okay. Okay. Maybe about that's it. Now, if someone was to want to look for you know party at the all point, um, where would they find it? <laughs> uh, I think we've been able to upload it to everything except Google. I'm still working out the whole Google upload. It's it's a different roadmap for your uh, URL. Mm -hmm. uh, we're based on a Podbean. Oh, hey. hey. Yeah, all right, and we're uploaded to iTunes, like Apple, and Spotify. Okay, okay. Which be your groups, and then uh, if you like our iconography, that was one of our firefighters, uh, Julia Winters. Oh, no. Okay, fair yeah, cool. she uh, she runs a programming graphics like studio, and mm -hmm. she's not a nerd by any way. She doesn't know what I was talking about. I sent her this request, and she came back with eight pictures hey. and two of them were bang on and then we end up going with this one and now i've actually uh paul murphy with forge narrative he liked our iconography so well that he's now working with julia to get something done too and he said the same thing he's like yeah she came back with like six different pictures and he's like i like three of them i really like like she just has a knack for it so yeah if you want to reach out to her just contact me and look at you with your, your 5.0 rating. Look at you. Ooh, the yeah. one person. Who did that? Was that you, John? Thank you, John. Appreciate you know it. I, I wish I could claim it. You'll have tunes soon. You'll have tunes soon. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, it, it's, it's been good. We're going to keep it going. Uh, we're having a lot of fun with it. And honest, like the same as any podcast, it's going to get better over time, I think, once you start getting the chemistry and get the nerves out of the way for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. It just takes time and effort. And we're definitely happy that you guys have this podcast open. Um, is there anything you want to plug before we uh, end for the night? I think one of the biggest things uh, we, we've started really been doing this quite a bit. Uh, we got Tony at Hammerhead Games. Anyone that mm. wants to do like an advertisement with our podcast, we'll, we'll put it, we'll splice it in there. We're not expecting anything, no kickback whatsoever. We just, we just want to get everyone that's involved in the hobby uh john scrivens just did a, a profile pic for me 
uh, we're going to try to get advertisement from him. Yeah. Like Everyone's just, got just, one. Just promote us. it, right? Just anyone that's involved. You got a game store that wants to put something in there. All we're asking for is a little bit of shout out in the, in whatever advertisement you do and we'll put on the show. Nice. Uh, Very nice. We got, we got a voice, right? May as well uh, bring everyone else up there too. Absolutely. Well, for the four people that listen, <laughs> I'm sure it's more than four. Come on. You got it's one more than four. It's more than four. Yeah. You got at least a fifth right here, man. You got to add, you just assume it's like 10 people Appreciate for that, every John. one rating you have. Plus, like, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's been a blast. Thanks for having me on. Uh, anytime we can sit around and talk to hobby, especially during now is much appreciated. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, we're happy to have you and I'm happy to be on a little later. We can't talk too much about your episode, but our listeners can pop in on Podbean or on Facebook party at the all points. They'll be able to take a peek. When are your episodes usually released? Uh, we try to do every two weeks on the Sunday and then I'm the production guy, me and my wife. So we usually get the episodes out pretty early every second week. Nice. Okay, cool. Well, Give Party of the All Points a shot. Take a listen. They are great. It is awesome. I myself have listened to the episodes. They are very fun. Number three. You guys are on, yeah. Uh, Well, (laughs) we have number four now. So, you know, Jeff does truly get off the zinch. (laughs) He does. (laughs) The funniest thing about that, like, we don't do video calls at all. It was shaking. I wasn't lying when I said that on the show. All I could see was his face and the camera was constantly moving. I could not see his hands. That man gets really excited for Zeech. Yeah, it, so- it sounded like it, for sure. So I'm excited to, to check it out and, uh, and see how excited he truly gets. <laughs> Great. Well, you know, if you guys like this episode, uh, you know, do uh, give us a like or uh, review us on Podbean or Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Do also check out Party at the All Points. They are great guys and they are dipping their toes into a much bigger world. Um, if you guys have anything you just want to see, let us know. Uh, let them know as well and uh, we'll be able to make something work otherwise uh, this is going to be Alex John and Dayton signing off for the evening you guys have a great night night folks cheers